You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast. And uh, this episode, I'm very happy to welcome uh, Kate Matthews, who's um, an artist I recently uh, discovered on, on Instagram and just love the the, the portraits uh, that she creates. And it seems uh, to me when you look at these portraits, there's this, uh, just this incredible story and world uh, that, that she creates in those images. So it definitely drew me in and uh, reached out to Kate and happy to have you, uh, Kate Matthews, on the podcast. Thank you so much for being on. Oh, thank you. And thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, first question, uh, I try to kind of find out a little bit of the backstory, but um, would you would you take a little bit of time to kind of get into uh, what you were like when you were younger? Were you always interested in art? Did you identify yourself as an artist or was, was there a different story about your creativity? Um, actually, I, I, I've always been an artist or a creative type. And even when I was a little kid, and I, I think you'll hear that from a lot of artists that they had this creative, um, kind of instinct or, or path that they wanted to follow. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, painting when you're a little kid and drawing, drawing and creating stuff. But then I ended up going actually into theater and I couldn't decide when I was going to college, should I study theater or illustration? So I ended up um, in theater. And then many years later, I just thought, hmm, I think I'm going to go back to illustration and fine art. So um, that's where I ended up. So what's um and, and I, I i love theater i haven't done too much uh theater on on the podcast what do you know looking back what kind of like drew you to that um or like why you thought that was the that that's what it was i liked um i think i just um because of my upbringing and my family life i think i looked at theater as an escape or um an opportunity and a chance to be somebody or something else other than that, than what I was. And, um, once I started doing that, it was fun. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, it was always a challenge too, but, um, I, so that's why I ended up going to school for that theater instead of illustration. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and could you, uh, and so uh, for illustration and, and how, you practice your art, you know, you know, visually now. Can you tell a, a bit about, you know, um, uh, your style um, in, in, in your portraits or like your intent to um, to to depict? Can you just give a little bit of the flavor of, of, of what you do? Yeah, um, I initially, um, I mean, I was I studied painting. I went to the Laguna College of Art and Design and graduated from there. Um, you know, oil painting, watercolor, I just play. But I've always been um, attracted to the face or the figure or um, and more um, specifically um, trying to capture something in the eyes of a portrait, like a feeling or evoke a feeling, um, whether it be a human or an animal. Um, but then I've, I've also wanted to incorporate the aesthetic of beauty and nature. 
So I ended up doing really focusing on on portraiture more than anything to try to capture um, a beauty and an essence in a character, more or less a made up character. And that's that's that that that's really helpful. Um, and 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 that's what I see with um with 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 your images and you know the prominent women uh, that are there. And when you mentioned the eyes, I I thought back because. Um, I've done this podcast for a bit, and that topic's come up by a couple of uh, painters, Anya Khan and Lizzie Falcon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, kind of like have have talked on on the show about about the eyes. And do you want to do you want to talk about that, like that the impact, or is the eyes or the face of the the portrait, and what you try to convey when you when you when you think you've captured it? Oh well, I try to. I think I, I, when I look at a painting, when I'm almost finished or when I'm finished it, I look at the eyes and I, I if I can sense some kind of uh, humanness or some kind of emotion or aliveness behind the eyes, then I think that I've, my painting is done. And what's really interesting is sometimes people will look at the portraits and say to me, oh, she looks sad or oh, she looks really uh, confused or, uh, you know, in deep thought or whatever. And what's really interesting is sometimes you can ask several people what feeling they get or what they sense um, from this portrait that they're looking at. And everybody answers differently, which is really interesting. So it gets me thinking, well, when people look at a portrait, is there something in that portrait that they recognize is in them? Um, and what does it make them feel, you know, so. Right. The, as far as what it evokes. And I, I always see that with eyes in a portrait, right? The person's right in front of you, like the image is right in front of you. And it's, it's, it's going to provoke something from you, right? And it, yeah, you hope. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you hope. And sometimes you don't even know what it is, right? It might look like, you know, you know, an X or it might look like, right. the most, you know, your favorite person in the entire world and kind of, um, you know, evoke that evoke that reaction. Um, could you talk a little bit about uh, one of the things I like to get into um, with artists? Can you can you talk about um, your 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 process of of painting? I mean, I so for example, I, I mean, I've interviewed artists who you know produce maybe two or three you know paintings, illustrations, or maybe a lot more in a day, and others who work you know kind of like three to four months, like getting uh, to that point um what's what's your process like and you know are you, are you in general kind of content with with how that goes um yeah my process has kind of changed over the years i'm actually working now a lot in digital digital art um so a lot of the portraits that that like my i'm doing a series of flower portraits um that's what i call them um and they're all done digitally um, so I work a lot. I have a, like on Pinterest, I'll have tons of different references and tons of different, um, you know, just an eclectic kind of grouping of, of photos and reference photos. And I sort of put them all together or certain photos will inspire me to use certain colors or a certain look. And it's just like almost like a collage of ideas put into one painting, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I um, 
I I had seen I had seen on on some of the stuff that you posted uh, that in a couple spots uh, like um, comments upon what what is art and you know that's a, a big a big question in mm-hmm. podcast um, and I love I love the answers to these like so for example I'm listening I've I've read and listened to an author of mine Norwegian author Carl uh, Over Knalsgard uh, who's um, an author I've really be, just become deeply fascinated with, um, but uh, he he's gone into kind of uh, the art of uh, Edward Munch, oh, and, okay. you know, um, just just really uh, incredible and intricate explanations of like art and what art frames and what art shows. Um, for you, uh, in, in 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 trying to define art, for you, what what is what is art? Do you have a definition of art? Wow, that's um, art covers a lot. I don't art is all <laughs> art is life. Life is art. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's sort of general, but I mean it's a obviously a, um, a, a way to, uh, for a human to express themselves if they don't use words or if they don't use music or film. They're able to share their expression or their ideas or mood or. Um, sense of feeling about what's going on in the world with other people. Um, and I think everywhere you look, there's art, there's art in you know, buildings and architecture, and it's just so ingrained in life and in history. Um, I can't imagine a world without art, you know? So, yeah, um, yeah, that would be a strange, strange world. But, um, yeah, art, it's a form of expression for me. It's a form of discovery or exploration um, and play and uh, experimenting and, and learning and, and self-growth and self-learning, too. So, yeah. Yeah, thank, thank you for that. Um, uh, I wanted to ask a question. I didn't want to miss it because it's, it's, it's something I've been interested in, and I was just wondering how you think about it um you know anytime i think within the portrait of like the introduction of some of the things in yours you're talking about a flower series that that you're mm-hmm. doing kind of introduction of like the botanical mm-hmm. you know, amongst um do, do you have a particular like way of thinking about you know connecting you know some of those natural pieces to your 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 female subject a lot of times is, is there a way particular way you think about that yeah, I mean, initially, um, I started doing portraits before the flower portraits, and I started kind of thinking about personifying Mother Earth. Um, and and the way to do that is to integrate, like, her in a natural environment or as a human, as a human being, as a, as a, a woman, um, and showing you know, the beauty of Mother Earth, whether that be what's her surroundings or just herself. Um, and then also there's some paintings that I've done where uh, I show Mother Earth who's, you know, hurting, you know, being destroyed, um, but ho- offering hope. I hope that that's how it comes across. Um yeah, so I think that's where I was coming from when I started painting these um, series of women 
is mother earth personified yeah yeah and they're they're beautiful um and i just yeah i was interested in 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 the connection of the the natural sometimes it can be difficult you know to move between you know the human depiction and you know what is the botanical theme or that theme um but it it definitely it it flows in the work that that you do and I, i i really enjoy it um Moving away from flowers is a little something a little bit more difficult. Um, uh-huh. what, what's the role of art in uh, a pandemic? And what have you felt? Have you felt different type of pressures or how, how have you been jarred by in, in your practice, your art practice over the last few months? Well, actually, um, for me, um, you know, as an artist, um, it certainly has allowed me a lot more time to focus on my art um, since I'm not, I'm, you know, self isolating and have been since, you know, I think it's mid March now, five months. Um, So I've been, I've been actually really happy (laughs) being uh, kind of self isolating and, and being more focused on my work, you know, taking online classes, playing a little bit more really have actually, it gives me a re a really good, I mean, there's many reasons to wake up in the morning, but it gives me something to look forward to a project to work on something to tackle something to play with something to experiment with. So it, I think it, it also helps keep me sane. And because um, no man is an island and, and, you know, sometimes you feel like you're on an island these days by yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, so as far as art in the pandemic out there, I think it's also a, offers a different way to look at art or to see art, like a lot of um, museums, etc., and even galleries have gone online. They've made, you know, uh, paintings that you never would have, maybe some person may never have been able to see in person, be able to be in that museum experience. So it's... Um, a chance for um, art to be discovered in a, in a different way, in, a, in new, innovative ways. Um, and I think people need that. People need to be able to, you know, step away from what's going on in the real world and, and just look at this all this beautiful art that's been made in the past and is being made in the present. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's definitely you know, such a great, a great help. I mean, it's been for me and I've talked to a lot of people where it is. I saw recently, um, the Portland art museum had an opportunity to, it was a virtual reality. So it was like a VR connection and you can go there for like a half hour, an hour and everybody's kind of separated out, but it was from a museum in Italy. So you could interact for the first time like ever. And I forget which museum it is in Italy, but the first time you could interact with the collection, either online or virtual reality, you would always have to be there physically right? Um, in its history. They've never put anything out there. And so it's kind of a big event where you can like kind of interact in a very different way. <laughs> with yeah, the- that's awesome. I mean, that's awesome. And I mean, I, I think about, you know, the kids that whether they go to school physically or not uh, or online, I mean, this could be an added kind of addition to their education, like 
being in a virtual, virtually being in a museum and, and uh, maybe having, um, you know, a teacher talk over or guide the, them through uh, this virtual museum. And that's all new, like fairly new, I think. I mean, and or being utilized right now in this, during this pandemic. So it's, I think it's a good, it's a good thing. We have to learn from, from what's going on around us. And maybe, you know, it's going to teach us some innovative ways to make art, look at art, experience art. So. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And then I, I think that's like one example. I'm going to read a little bit more about it, but it was just, it was fascinating to me that prior to, and I forget if it's next month that they're doing it, but like prior to that date, nobody in the world would have been be able to experience any part of that catalog unless, right. unless you were there. So it's uh, like you said, it's interesting how it, it kind of presses maybe things into different ways and different ways to experience it. Um, A different question Mm -hmm. is what or who made you who you are? Oh gosh. Um, Yeah, that's a, well, I think um, obviously my, my childhood, my background, um, I'm um, half native American Ojibwe Potawatomi from, from Ontario. Um, But I grew up in a mixed race, household my father my adoptive father was black and my mom was um european austrian um and i found my natural mother um you know after i'd moved out of the house and she's and i was introduced to a whole new world um you know and culture and uh person and so my background i think is a mix of is very eclectic and um it, it, I believe that it's influenced my my art and where I'm going with it, and um, yeah. Was that experience? I mean, how overwhelming was that experience to to go through and to kind of like process through, like in whatever way? And like in talking about you creatively, as far as like opening up a new world, I know and seeing how you you create was that did you work through it uh, that way with those discoveries and confusions that would come about you know that whole history yeah yeah it's like i was introduced to the to the you know my my mother was traditional she lived on she lived on the res she grew up in a residential school um and just by me getting to know her I found her in my twenties um, by me getting to know her and the culture and what her background is and was, it did cause some confusion because I, you know, my big question was, well, where do I fit in? Do I fit in, in this quote, you know, white world or this native world, or is there a way to kind of marry the two together? And then with, you know, all racial tensions, et cetera, growing up in a mixed um, family. I, all, all that contributed, I think, to where I, I ended up in my life and, and the things that I paint and, and um, create now, for sure. And, and even geographically, too, um, you'd, you'd uh, been, you know, from uh, Canada and Ontario and and, you know, you now work in, in California and I, I love the state of California. Like I'm always like I'm from the East Coast. And like when I talk 
there's always these regional type of things like Oregonians complaining about California. When I go to an area, like I don't adopt any of those prejudices. It's like, I love California. I love Oregon. I love Washington. Yeah. Um, and it can be, I, I, I found that within California, at least I haven't spent a ton of time there, but in people that I've known and just kind of, uh with some of the areas and the kind of the vibrancy of like creation and uh, entertainment obviously in southern california but like of creating and of kind of like a natural like bright environment that is really inspiring to me as as a creator is that something you experience there that you be you find yourself kind of sensitive and responsive to your new environment oh absolutely i mean our growing up as a kid We'd always watch the uh, what is it, the Rose Bowl parade, and I always used to think I'm gonna live there someday because it looks so beautiful. And meanwhile, it was snowing and blowing outside the window. I mean, outside our house of up course. in Toronto, and uh, so I, I did, and it was kind of fluky. But I ended up the first place I ended up was in Pasadena years and years later, going to um, the Academy of Dramatic Arts in Pasadena. I don't even know if it's still around. But yes, in in um, Canada and Toronto, that's my my little green cheek conure, by the way, chirping. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> in Canada, I mean, I was one of those people, I think, that had that uh, seasonal um, deficit disorder, whatever it's called, you know, because like there would be years where there'd be 300 days of just cloud whether it was cold or rainy or just miserable. And, and that used to get to me that would, that it just brought me right down. But like down here, I just love the sunshine. I don't lie out in the sun, but just the brightness and the beauty and the flowers and just this constant, you know, so what if it rains, it's going to be sunny tomorrow and it's not going to be snowing. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I, I shared, I share that reaction to, to the environment. I totally know uh, what you mean. And, um, and I, it, like I said, not to like make it over, like over romanticized or make it nostalgic, but like I, the, the, like I said, the environment, sometimes the, the weather and the sun can be like a very useful, powerful, wonderful thing and not yeah. typical, right? Yeah. Um, what's the name of your bird so we know who our other guest is? Uh, well, her name is, uh, or his name is Pretty Girl. I yeah. always thought that he was a girl, but I found out that he was a boy, but I've never changed the name. So I don't think he really cares what I call him as long as I am nice to him. Yeah. <laughs> Every, nobody really minds being called pretty in general. So yeah, that's true. I, I, I think that's okay. One of the general questions um, I ask, and uh, we've talked a little bit about, you know, your process and such. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, one of the things I've thought a lot about lately is about uh, like the intent of like the intent of art and what you're trying to create. And do you ever step back and, and kind of wonder um, in, uh, why you create or what like compels you to create something new or a new illustration or new uh, digital art? I think it's um, um, it's a, combina a combination of curiosity. What can I do? How can I create this feeling? Or how can I um, learn something from the process, something that I didn't know from the last painting, or even trying to get better than the previous painting? Um, trying to learn different things and 
it's a, an escape too for me. It's almost like a, a form of meditation where I can just escape from this says this is going to sound weird escape from myself <laughs> like from all the, the 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 voices in my head and just kind of i'm able to focus and zoom in on what's right in front of me i'm in the now i'm not in the future i'm not in the past i'm right there and uh time just disappears they always ask you well how long did it take you to make that painting and i'm like you know i really have no idea and i don't really want to count the minutes while I'm doing it. I just want to do it. And then I'll know when it's done. And, you know, you can say, well, it took a whole lifetime plus two days. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I, 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 and I, I like your description. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's nothing, you know, there's, I mean, I'd say obviously, but, there, you know, there's nothing weird about it. I mean, I think there's always this aspect of where the question is like where the self is when you're creating right and right. in that process or you know i think popularly lately you know within that flow that the self seems to like disappear or to dissipate and your act of creating flows from there and i know when i've had that experience and it's not a particularly common experience for a lot of people but when that occurs I think it's like that experience of uh, mindfulness or like mm -hmm. immersion into the moment. And it sounds like kind of that's where you you get in your process and lose that time. huh? Oh, yes. And then if somebody like uh, someone calls out to me, they need something. I'm like, oh, I, like sometimes it's like a spell has been broken. It's like, oh, 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 I'm back to reality. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like almost jarring, uh, you know, so that's why when I create, I like to just like close all the doors and just like kind of lock myself up and, and just really focus for however long, you know, I, I focus for that particular time. So, yeah. well, um, I have uh, a big question. Name of the podcast. Why is there something rather than nothing? Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm I was thinking about that and I was like, well, you know, logically with nothing, there's it, nothing is non-existent to me. It's um, when there's nothing, there's there isn't anything. There's there's so non-existence is almost like you're not here you're not you're dead you're you've never been you've never been here but you're here and there's always something here there's always as long as you're alive there's there's it's always something yeah <laughs> if you know you've heard that um term i'm sure when somebody's um um exhausted exacerbated or whatever oh it's always something well it yeah. is always something and it's always something it's not always a negative something but it's always something going on and and something is life that's how i look at it otherwise yeah, yeah. that's yeah and part of it in general I, I i ask it and it's been part of the program is is um you know just in the sense is like a big philosophical question but you know, artists are creators. And when, you know, you've created something like whether, you know, it's an art piece mm -hmm. or something that you put in, put, put out there, it's something that you've set aside. And it's like, this is something to consider. Right. And there's other things there. And, um, uh, I find it a particular challenge because I think we're all 
kind of think we're up to something or doing something. Right. Uh, but, um, you know, like, where did that come from? So I, 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 I appreciate that. And I, I tie the question all, all the time to kind of like being in, in, in creativity. Um, so we're chatting with uh, Kate Matthews, um, uh, wonder, wonderful artist. Um, and uh, Kate, I was wondering here towards the end, if you can talk about um, maybe where your art is, where it can be found on online, where it's been placed, how to contact you, anything like that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, one thing that um, I'm really excited about is that I did uh, all last year, I worked on images for a tarot card deck, 78 images. Um, and it's going to be published. The deck is going to be published next year by Schaefer, Schaefer Publishing, uh, by the um, Body, Mind, and, and Soul Red Feather Division. So I'm really excited about that. It took me like a whole year to create all those images, and I'm kind of proud of that. And um, I'm also, well, you can find me at Kate Matthews, K-A-I-T Matthews with two T's dot com. And I'm on Instagram at Kate Matthews Art. Um, I will be promoting um, the tarot card deck very soon, as soon as uh, probably the end of the end of this year. I'm also working on a flower, the flower portrait series, which you you have seen. Um, I'm working in collaboration with a writer and we're going to create a um Oracle deck with and the flowers and and the images they have meanings behind them. So um yeah, that's what I'm I'm doing right now. And that's where you can reach me, katematthews.com. Yeah, and thank you. And I'm very excited to hear about the tarot deck. And I imagine, gosh, that's gonna be just gorgeous with the art that you do. When is that when did you mention that that will be released? Um, I think it's gonna be released early 2021 or mid 2021. Um, they're just I've just submitted all the images to them and I worked in uh, collaboration with uh, actually a tarot card reader and teacher. She wrote the the book part and and guided me with the imagery. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Thanks for that. I know that those images are going to be gorgeous and I know you probably worked really hard at trying to like do that. Uh, I don't know what the term would be like interpretation or presentation, right. Of, of, yes. of what, what, what's there. Um, so yeah, that's, that sounds, that sounds great. And well, thanks for, for laying out, um, uh, how folks can can find you. Um, I encourage all the listeners check out Kate Matthews. Um, just, I really want to thank you, Kate, and it's it's been great to encounter you and and you know and and meet meet you and chat with you. Um, your art is beautiful, and um, I, I'm just really uh, pleased and honored you're able to spend some time and you know kind of convey to to the listeners something rather than nothing about you know some of your thoughts about the uh, bigger questions as well. Yeah, well, I, I just want to say thank you for this opportunity, and I, I, I'm going to listen, definitely listen to some, some more of your episodes, and I really uh, admire what you're doing, and you're also giving a lot of artists a voice, uh, another way to be able to um, express or explain themselves or just talk about their process. And if there was nothing, then this podcast wouldn't be. So ah, I'm glad, thank you. yes, I'm glad there's something. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're, you're, you're so kind. Um, 
uh, truly a pleasure, um, Kate. Um, definitely chat with you again and um, look forward to the work that you're doing and also the presentation and, and publication and the works that, that, that you have done. Thank you so uh, much. Thank you thank so you. much, Kate. Uh, thank you. Thanks. Take care. Bye now. You are listening to something rather than nothing.